0: Welcome to Tome Raiders, the podcast that takes folklore, legends, and mythology and disappears for three months and expects to waltz straight back into its life like nothing's happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry folks. Um actually no I'm not. No. We needed we need like, a lot has happened in the lives of Ross and Laura in the last couple of months. Has it? Yeah, I've got a new job. That's true. Um a much better job, like objectively better job than yeah. my last job, although I do miss my old colleagues. Something terrible. Yeah. But...
0: Yeah. Shout out to...
1: Shout out to Baz. Baz. Who I know you listen. I don't think... I don't think Tian or...
0: <laughs> shout out just in case. <laughs>
1: just, just in case Jasmine or Kelly. <laughs> if any of you are listening, I, I, do, I still love you. Um, but yeah, I got a new job.
0: We went to America. We
1: went to America. I quit drinking. I haven't had a drink for... Best part of three months now.
0: Laura took up running.
1: I took up running. Who even am I?
0: I'm afraid that the hosts of this podcast have changed <laughs> <laughs> in a way that uh, <laughs> we will never quite be able to recapture that former <laughs> world-hating glory because things are too good.
1: Yeah, things are everything's coming up. house. absolutely. Um, and I don't. Yeah, this is as much a mental health awareness podcast as it is a, po- a fo- folklore podcast. <laughs> we needed. For our own, you know, well-being and yeah. self-care, we needed to take a step back from Tome Raiders just for a little bit. But we're back. Yeah, and we're not going to be finishing.
0: <laughs> um, we not going to be finishing for a song this week.
1: No, because it's a play, and we didn't appreciate how draining it would be for Ross to do <laughs> every single character with voices yes
0: we have had multiple (laughs) misfires on recording the second part just because it is like you get i mean i've got a third in and i'm like i i cannot (laughs) produce a single funny thought
1: yeah so uh yeah yeah, we will get back to it um still all our love to the people of ukraine absolutely love and support you and yeah fuck putin absolutely Um, but yeah, we're back and we're going to be reading something different this week.
0: Yeah, we're going back to our roots. Oh, yeah. Going back to... So, if you recall, Laura... Yes. ...way back in episode one, Mm. when um, I was reading to you and you decided to record it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Oh, good times. Well, um, I thought we'd come back to this book because there are...
1: Oh, we're going back to...
0: Folklore and Legends of Dartmoor by William Crossey. Oh,
1: my God. Excellent.
0: Um, because... I think that it's it's full of really funny and interesting stuff. And I think it's really well written. And so I wanted to revisit it. And um, this week, we're going to be talking about something slightly different. So okay. last time, if you remember, last time we went into the book, we talked about the giants of Dartmoor. Yep. This week, we're going to be talking about the witches
1: Oh, of Dartmoor. oh yeah. Are you ready you for know, that? You a good witch.
0: Absolutely. Um, what drew my eye to this chapter was the fact that, um, as people who know me will know i'm a bit of a terry pratchett guy yeah and that is an
1: understatement understatement we have an entire shelf in our hallway called the pratchett shelf absolutely (laughs) Um, which
0: is getting more and more insurable yeah
1: (laughs) he's now started collecting like uh, old editions
0: first first edition first impressions Yeah. yeah yeah and um and let's just say um I'm at the wrong end of the exponential curve um <laughs> for uh, for book pricing. Um but, <laughs> but the book that I'm currently reading is um Weird Sisters, uh which is one of the Discworld books. And um you know, I came across this chapter uh, of this little book here, or the, the folk gold mentions start more, um titled Works of the Weird Sisters. Oh.
1: Um, so
0: I thought, you know what? That this is just fate calling out to me, you know? I was like I need to I need to read this chapter to Laura.
1: Excellent. I'm excited. You Absolutely. know I love a good witch. Yeah. You know I love a good Dartmoor.
0: So what can you tell me about the history of witchcraft and other things?
1: Um
0: give us like, you know, just whatever. You know what's your knowledge of witchcraft in historically and what happened to people who were accused of being witches?
1: I mean, what? Give me the parameters. Are we talking just in the United Kingdom? Are we talking about, yeah. around the globe?
0: I guess in Western European culture.
1: Okay. I mean, if you were to go way, way back, we are talking about like the Druids and yeah, that I like kind that. of thing. I like your approach. Um, yeah. And then the Romans came and imposed Christianity on everyone. Yeah. And wiped the Druids off the face of the earth, along yeah. with all of their history. Mm. and knowledge. Um, and then I guess since then, witchcraft has kind of been quite underground um, in this country. I think, you mm. know, we, we still have a history of kind of witch, uh, like, mm. like healers and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but generally speaking, you know, there was like the Spanish Inquisition. Obviously that was in Spain, but... Yeah. Um, witchcraft was frowned upon let's put it that way
0: mm. and what kind of people um historically are the people who are kind of targeted as witches
1: women who have opinions
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> typically who are unmarried i guess yeah and...
1: unmarried women who have opinions yeah um who <laughs> i remember reading once there it was like the people that love animals and animals love them. That's, that's mm-hmm.
0: uh, sus as fuck. So sus. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, having a freckle on the palm of your hand, apparently, is a sign of witchcraft. Everyone
0: looks at the palms of their hands.
1: I actually, I did have, a, maybe it was actually a scar, but at one point I'm sure I had a
0: freckle <laughs> on the palm of my hand. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> it's gone now.
0: Laura, um, reformed witch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, having six fingers. On one hand...
0: Had, I had a friend who had six fingers.
1: Anne Boleyn had six fingers. Oh, really? And that was part of, you know, the ammunition they used against her in her eventual trial.
0: Uh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Um, what else? She's
0: from Roundup. Well, not... She lived around our parts.
1: Yeah, she lived at Heaver Castle, which we went to Heaver Castle the other weekend. Yeah. It was very nice. It yeah. Was, uh, yeah, lovely. Anyway, uh, that is my, you know... Layman's understanding of witchcraft.
0: Excellent. Um. Well, I mean, we'll obviously discuss the contents of this chapter. Yes. When we reach towards the end, or during, uh-huh. um, or whenever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. This podcast has no format. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, expect more insight as we proceed. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Born ready. All right. You Know the drill. Take a deep breath in.
1: I forgot to say one of the other reasons that we haven't recorded for a while is that I've been genuinely really quite sick um like I've had really severe sinusitis, and every time we tried to record, I was just sniffing.
0: oh yeah, so like we would do like a breathe in
1: <laughs> i'm I'm much better now. I'm sure you were all. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were all super concerned. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling much better now. Yeah. Um. Do you want to... <laughs> Let's redo our breathe in and breathe yeah, out.
0: Okay, another breathe in. Okay. <laughs> M- misfire. Second go. <sighs> in my remarks on charms and spells, I have spoken of certain people and places said to have been under magic influences. I now propose to give some account of those who were formerly believed to possess the power to cause these evils. From the earliest times, there has existed a belief in witchcraft, both among civilised peoples and among savage tribes. In the when days... was this book written? Uh, 1800s. It was like a series of columns, newspaper columns. Oh, yeah, I... Mm. We don't really say savage tribes anymore, Savage
1: tribes in
0: yeah. the 1800s? Yeah. he knows what he was referring to?
1: Oh, well, he's not talking about in the UK.
0: No, 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 no.
1: I was imagining like the fucking, <laughs> the Celts and whales or something. I don't
0: know. Possibly. <laughs> but we we'll get it. It's about to go Bible. Okay. Oh God. In the days of Moses, Ugh. witchcraft and divination were practised. Those who had familiar spirits were to be avoided and it was commanded that a witch should be put to death. Saul visited the witch of Endor, not the forest planet, uh, forest moon, I should say. Um, but uh,
1: what's the forest myth from Star Wars oh.
0: um, pro- I've
1: never seen Star Wars don't at me
0: <laughs> we've spoken uh, dear listeners and, um, she's 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 on a warning the prophet Micah utters a warning against witchcraft as also did Paul in every age we find references to the practices of the black art which just makes it sound really cool let's be honest black art and they have been consulted by high and low down to our own day, from the thane of Glamis to the untutored peasant. We usually regard a witch as being an old woman. But in Devonshire, the term is sometimes also applied to a man who professes to be skilled in the kind of necromancy believed in by the country people. <laughs> the word wizard never being used.
1: Interesting.
0: Thus, the white witch who lived near the borders of the moor not many years ago was a man, and was credited with being exceedingly clever
1: like just let us have
0: one thing <laughs> yeah witches are so cool yeah they have to make male witches also <laughs> male witches are warlocks
1: yeah also... they never played Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> absolutely um, there's a fantastic uh, Terry, Pr- Terry Pratchett quote just to go back to him it was like in one of his uh, one of his nonfiction writings where he was just like you might say um, uh, some say there are no such things as male witches warlocks I hear you say but no it's true Anyway, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god, that's to be so long. <laughs> you really, I think the. I didn't
0: if, deliver that well you enough. You
1: didn't. Enough. I think if you saw it written down, and it, <laughs> wallocks. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, Thus, the white witch who lived near the borders of the moor, not many years ago, was a man and was credited with being exceedingly clever. <laughs> It is only fair to state that he was chiefly sought after by those who imagine themselves to be bewitched by somebody else in order to counteract the spell that had been cast over them and not for the purpose of acting as an agent to injure others. Mm. In spite of the title by which he was known, he appears to have been more like a wise man than a wizard, though probably he claimed the power that is supposed to belong to the latter. But the true witch, the ancient dame of the stories, "'Seldom sought to do good. "'She may occasionally, when her interest demanded it, "'for pecuniary considerations weigh even with witches, "'have assumed the part of the wise woman, "'and muttered charms warranted to heal some wound or scold. "'But her chief delight was to blight the life "'of some poor victim on whom she had cast her evil eye. "'It was in her power to do this that she prided herself.' A power which at first assumed she came at length to believe to be real
1: That's a mouthful. Sorry, it's gonna take me just
0: a moment to just let that let <laughs> that soak in. Basically it's saying uh he's saying that witches um in the stories mm. uh or the archetypal witch is one who seeks to do harm to others okay. um by powers that she believes to be real, right. right. So I guess that's the that's the he's he's already starting to discuss like what is what were you know someone who believes themselves to be a witch um they must believe that their power is a real thing right Mm -hmm.
1: um regardless of whether or not it really is yeah i see
0: but that's you know that's not for me to say um you know there i know i know loads of um you know some, some some of my friends are witches yeah which would um make the hair raise on the back of my old church friends um, <laughs> <laughs> um and uh they're lovely people um so i'm into
1: divination like i do my tarot cards yeah yeah you've done
0: tarot before
1: i've done tassiography mm-hmm. which is the proper name for reading tea leaves have you yeah what did it say uh so the, the interesting thing about tassiography is that if two people were to look at If I were to swirl my tea leaves and do the whole ritual and I look at my tea leaves and I see, um, you know, a triumphant, like someone holding aloft a trophy. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else looks at them and says, oh, no, 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 that's not a trophy. That is, you know, a person like raising their hands in despair Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it's my reading. What I see is what is real
0: i see okay so it's about like your interpretation exactly
1: it's completely subjective Mm. there's no like i mean i when i say i've done tassiography i watched like 10 youtube videos (laughs) on tassiography but uh, (laughs) my understanding is that it's an incredibly subjective art
0: Mm. i did it with coffee once it was tassimography oh anyway <laughs> so the so the point that hears here is historically the kind of the villain of the witch is believed to be evil I mean it's in the name villain isn't it yeah is believed to have ill intent upon people Okay. um and this whole I think this chapter is kind of about the stereotype less than the you know what practicing witches actually do
1: yeah
0: at the present day remember he's speaking in the 18th sorry 19th century mm-hmm. at the present day the witch is suffered to weave her spells just as she pleases, nobody being the better or the worse for what she does. There you go, he's already laid out his, his beliefs. Mm. But our ancestors were not so lenient. They believed in her power to work evil. Also, I find it interesting he's already gendered witch here. So he's believed in her power. He's already kind of putting it in, in, out there. Even though stuff, he
1: was it? just talking about a male witch?
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's kind of saying like, oh, there was this good witch, this good male witch, the white witch who was friendly, and then... The, there's the bad stereotypical vima witch who does bad things. <laughs> Come on, William Crossing, do better, man. They believed in her power to work evil and acted up to the vitical injunction. The vitical being the Viticus for yeah. the Bible, the law injunction. When such was proved against her, and often it is to be feared in cases in which the accused was innocent of any pretense to magic power. The witch finder. Oh, that be a witch finder. The witch finder had to justify his existence. And when he made charges, he generally contrived that evidence in support of them should be forthcoming. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there are numerous instances where women accused of the crime of witchcraft have admitted the charges to be true. Gratified, it is supposed with being believed to possess magic power. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a
1: witch. (laughs) Fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) God, that's so cool. (laughs) i love that people believe i'm magical <laughs> <laughs> such it seems probable was the case with the three women who were tried at exeter in 1682
1: okay 1682 so,
0: so remember we are talking dartmoor here this was this whole passage about which is is local to dartmoor near exeter for
1: our international right. listeners yeah. dartmoor is what is dartmoor
0: it's a moor all right frustratingly few darts
1: oh god (laughs) no it's a an area of outstanding natural beauty oh yeah um in the southwest of england Mm -hmm. in devon which is next to cornwall so hopefully that can help
0: you so right imagine these kinds of (laughs) <laughs> uh, accents like that.
1: It was only a matter of time. Oh,
0: they're, they're going to come. There's a story at <laughs> the end of this. So Ooh, gonna
1: come, they're gonna come, exciting. They're going to come in. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> so This also, has been
1: quite a chaotic episode I'm enjoying so it. I
0: think people will like it. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> these women, and check out these names, Temperance Lloyd.
1: Temperance Lloyd.
0: Mary Trembles. <laughs> and Susanna Edwards. <laughs> She must have felt so left out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, why the witches always always in through? Anyway. Practised their art, or pretended to, in the north of Devon. And a charge of witchcraft being preferred against them, they were brought before the magistrates at Biddeford and committed.
1: Committed to what? Uh,
0: I guess committed to... Jail? What, uh, like, um, you know, held until the trial, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah so jail.
0: Yeah. Fine. Being found guilty at Exeter they were condemned to be hanged and the sentence was duly carried out.
1: Oh, so they, they all died?
0: Yeah. They confessed that they had done much mischief, stating, among other things, that they had squeezed one Hannah Thomas to death in their arms. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they also said that through their means, several ships had been cast away uh, and that they had caused a boy to fall from the top of a mainmast into the sea.
1: Have they said how?
0: Ah, uh, you know... Witchy, th- witchy charms right you know cackling over a cauldron and throwing in <laughs> eye of newt and uh, that's that's how you know
1: okay i'm not like looking for instructions
0: no 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 I'm just no. just
1: to clarify <laughs> yeah
0: hold on hold on i knew y- i wonder what that cauldron was for <laughs> i just thought you're making hot pot <laughs> all right their confessions were taken before Thomas Gist, or Gist.
1: Probably Gist.
0: Probably Gist. Mayor of Biddeford, and John Davy, alderman of that town. That's an old Anglo-Saxon word, isn't it? Alderman. Yes. Yeah. Of the wisdom of these worthy men, a great deal might be said. But, as this will be apparent to the reader, it is unnecessary for me to have further remark upon it. Okay? <laughs> so apparent. Anyway. <laughs> The earliest of the witches of Dartmoor lives only in fiction and not in the traditions of the people. She's introduced in a poem... Wait,
1: so is that all that we're going to talk about, Mary Trembling?
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: It's just these three women were killed?
0: Yeah. And they and they confessed to their crimes. I suspect they were tortured. Oh, God. I mean, why would you confess otherwise, right?
1: I mean, it is pretty cool. It's
0: pretty <laughs> badass. Uh, going down, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> like in history, as like, yeah, I did those things, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were probably tortured. Yeah, uh,
0: um, get a load um, of this name. Okay, she is introduced in a poem by the Reverend John Johns, the author of The Jews of Casterly,
1: Casterly Rock.
0: Oh, no, <laughs> no, not not even like not even not not Game of Thrones. This okay. is spelled slightly different. Okay, um. Which was published in 1828, so long before George R. R. Martin. Well.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. he copied all the...
0: He, he did not copy everything. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you like Game of Thrones, I suggest you go away and read the um, Realm of the Elderlings series by Robin Hobb, because it's much better.
0: And written by a woman. And written
1: by a woman. So and it's less pervy. Yeah, much less pervy. Uh, there's a non-binary character... Um the best depiction of male like love mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's just fantastic and it was written before Game of Thrones. And they have the gall to put a George R. R. Martin
0: quote on the front of <laughs> Assassin's <laughs>
1: Apprentice. And I'm like, are you fucking serious?
0: You know he's got clout. Old groom. <laughs> 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 Anyway. All right. <laughs> I've taken about five minutes over this paragraph. Let's keep going. All right. A story exists in the forest that Piers Gaveston, during one of his banishments from court, sought concealment on Dartmoor.
1: Gaviscon? <laughs> Gav-
0: <laughs> yeah, terrible heartburn. <laughs> Probably because of a witch. <laughs> in the poem, The Witch of Sheep's Tor, finds Gaveston at... Crazy Well Pool—that's literally it. Just says Crazy Well Pool. That is the legitimately a place name.
1: As in Well
0: Pool. No, as in Well pool, Crazy Well Pool. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And in a cryptic manner reveals his fate, but the tradition says nothing of this. It merely tells us that the favourite once found shelter on the moor, and probably has had its origin in the fact that in 1307 Edward II granted the forest to Gaveston. I don't know why this is relevant. Anyway, we'll get to it. At the latter's death, it reverts to the crown. But if Mr Johns has given us only an imaginary witch, he has at all events rendered us his debtors by contributing to the literature of Dartmoor, one of the finest poems that its wild hills have ever inspired.
1: Ooh, big words.
0: Among the powers formerly attributed to witches was that of transforming themselves into some animal. Ah. The ogre in the story of Puss in Boots possessed it, much to his cost, and instances of it occur in the stories in the Arabian Nights. Ah. Several are found on Dartmoor, most of them naming a hare as being a favourite animal with these weird workers of charms.
1: I mean, that's a good shout, hare, because yeah. they can go really fast. Very
0: fast. Absolutely. Oh, well, the, the, the story is going to uh, elucidate on that. Oh, elucidate? Okay. Is that a word? Oh,
1: uh, it now. is now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um... One tells us of how an old witch who lived somewhere in the neighbourhood of the charming little village of Buckland in the Moor. That's just so good, Buckland in the Moor. <laughs> yes, what a place name. Was in the habit of changing herself. Also, oh, in the habit? That's a nun. In the habit of changing herself into a hare Ugh. in order to gain the shilling which the master of the Harriers was always ready to give to anyone who could tell him where Puss could be found. What? Puss. I'm assuming that that's some kind of colloquial name for a hair doesn't make any sense to me there's a nice little picture of the cottages here
1: oh very cute
0: it's just a picture of some cottages no need to inform the reader <laughs> <laughs> also i don't
1: know if the microphone caught, picked it up but when he made his habit that's a nun joke i've i face fiz- I facepalmed so hard
0: <laughs> if, it, if it hasn't put if it didn't pick it up I'll put the sound effect on. okay <laughs> her agent in this matter was her little grandson who whenever the Harriers met in the neighbourhood was sure to be present and able to inform the master that he knew by a hair uh-huh. as in so so the son was in on it the son was, the grandson was like oh I know where you can find a hair and she had turned into a hair
1: aha uh-huh.
0: and and he'd get the, the boy would get the shilling for it.
1: But what if they caught her?
0: Well, we'll get into it.
1: Oh, oh okay. I'll shut up. It,
0: <laughs> no, you're thinking the right things. Okay. It always turned out that the boy was right. He would lead the field to some... He would lead the field. That makes no sense.
1: The field of Harriers, presumably. Okay. Harrying, by the way is a form of hunting for sport, which we oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. entirely disapprove of. And if you hunt for sport, turn off your podcast. We don't want you to listen. Yeah. Anyway, carry on.
0: He would lead the field to some spot nearby and there, sure enough, a hare would be found and the boy would be rewarded accordingly. But, after a time, it was noticed by the huntsmen that although they could depend upon the boy showing them a hare, they never succeeded in killing it. Huh? This seemed very strange, and the huntsman determined that on the next occasion he would give the hare no chance.
1: I mean, I love that they just assume that something untoward is happening rather than they're just shit at hunting
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean never underestimate the, um, male, ego. the male ego well it's it. like
1: there were all those articles for a time like why are women such good fishing? fish like so good at fishing is it a hormone that, that attracts the fish and it was like no they just practice and are generally more skilled at it yeah anyway carry on
0: <laughs> i love the idea that it's like All the fish are attracted by...
1: The pheromones. (laughs) The (laughs) pheromones. Bollocks. (laughs) Okay.
0: The boy took them to a clover field, not the movie, and up jumped Puss. As in? The, The hare. Okay. The Harriers were after her like lightning and rapidly gained upon her. Suddenly, the boy, forgetting himself in his fear that the hare would be run into, uttered a warning shout. Run, Granny, run! He cried. This was heard by the huntsman, who, dashing forward at his topmost speed, reached the hare just as the foremost hound fixed his teeth into her. Oh no! The hare freed herself and, turning into an open gate, darted under the door of a cottage. The huntsman threw himself from his horse and knocked loudly. There was no response, and after a similar result following a second summons, he flung the door open. Rude. On entering, he found an old crone seated on a stool near the hearth. Oh,
1: we love a crone.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Seated on the stool near the hearth, dressing a wound in one of her legs that appeared to have been recently inflicted. Variants of the story tell us that no hounds can ever come up with the witch transformed into a hare, and that nothing but a charmed bullet will have any effect upon her. Mm. This, I venture to think, we may safely believe. Oh. So what? I don't really get... What? Where, what? Where, <laughs> oh, what side of this fence is William Crossing coming down on?
1: If you stay in the middle of the road, you will be hit by a car.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cars don't drive in the middle of the road.
1: Do they do on a single lane <laughs> On a
0: country lane. Yeah. <laughs> Stand in the middle of a country lane.
1: You'll <laughs> we'll eventually be hit, H- be hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Ready for some more? Yeah. All right. A dreaded power of the witch was that of the evil eye. Ooh. Many stories are related of victims to this malignant glance, which was accompanied by some wish on the part of the sorceress, not however audibly expressed, that ill fortune should overtake the person on which it rested. Speedily would the power be felt. The poor victim would fall ill, and be unable to take food. Sleep was denied him, and he was racked by constant pains.
1: This is confirmation bias, surely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've got a terrible sickness. Oh, do you know what it is? It's that like old Agnes down the road gave me a funny look.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, you just... me should, shouldn't have drunk so much gin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe exactly. shouldn't be kissing toads.
1: Exactly. Exa- what?
0: Speedily, with the power of your <laughs> <laughs> Poor victim would fall ill and be unable to take food. Sleep was denied him and he was racked by constant pains. He knew, and his neighbours knew, that he was ill wished and that he would never recover unless a counter charm oh, could be on. discovered.
1: If then... I could strike people down with a random affliction because I looked at them funny. There would not be hardly anyone still standing.
0: (laughs) What random affliction would you give them?
1: Ooh. Good question. I'm going to have to think about it and come back to you. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm worried she's giving me the look right now. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's why I have piles.
1: (laughs) He doesn't have piles.
0: (laughs) Shifts uncomfortably. (laughs) Then old Betsy Jane would be consulted and some kind of penance would be imposed and a pecuniary sacrifice ordered to be made. Betsy Jane. Silver being required to complete the charm.
1: Hang on. So like werewolves, you can only kill a werewolf with a silver bullet.
0: I guess it's more like, you know, Crossing palms, putting a bit of money in the woman's pocket.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: This sometimes proved effective, so great was the faith placed in the wise woman. But when it did not, it often went very hard with the sufferer if he neglected to obtain medical advice.
1: (laughs) So it's almost like (laughs) he should just Hmm. go to the doctor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember a case that occurred a few years ago In which a young man sustained a severe cut, which bled profusely. Recourse was at once had to be a wise man who came and, quote, said a few words, end quote, over the wounded limb, (laughs) in the hope of checking the flow of blood. (laughs) But this had no effect. (laughs) The young man was removed to the hospital at Tavistock.
1: Oh, good.
0: (laughs) He arrived there just in time. Any further delay, it was said, might have proved fatal.
1: So oh God So <laughs> was he so was was the wound an afflict, afflicted by a witch?
0: No. Oh No, of course not. <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well why did, why is it included?
0: Because he thought it was, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Alright. The witch's power was exercised over animals also. Sometimes a cow would pine away in spite of the best of feeding. Or a horse would become unaccountably lame
1: that just happens it's got nothing to do
0: with witches instead of sending for a veterinary surgeon the peasant of an older day would often persuade himself that his misfortunes arose arose from his being ill-wished and thought of no other remedy but the charm that old Betsy was supposed to be able to work in such cases
1: Betsy is an underused name yeah I wish my name were Betsy
0: you can actually change your name via deed poll you know?
1: I know but
0: you kind of got quite a lot of experience being Laura yeah
1: that's true yeah <laughs> yeah
0: fair
1: enough
0: <laughs> you, know, you got all that practice why would you go in anyway
1: yeah, henceforth you may call me Betsy
0: all right Betsy <laughs> if the animal recovered of course the wise woman earned the credit of it if it did not the unfortunate result was declared to be owing to the ill-wisher having been first in the field. The use of the knotted cord, which was a common practice in early times in various parts of the world, was not unknown to the witch in the countryside. When it was designed to inflict some injury upon a person, the witch would tie a number of knots in a cord and over the first one would utter some charm at the same time blowing upon it. Then the victim would begin to feel the ill effects of the enchantment. On the following day, the charm would be repeated over the second knot, and the victim would grow worse. Really? This went on until the last knot was reached, when the illness would either prove fatal or the victim would recover, the witch being ready with an explanation in either case. Interesting. Hmm. There is a story of a Jew who bewitched Muhammad,
1: Sorry?
0: Uh, Yeah. By tying 11 knots in a cord. It was hidden in a well, but this being revealed to the prophet, he sent for it. And having repeated over it two chapters of the Quran, it was freed from the charm.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: These two chapters refer to charms. In one of them, the request being made for deliverance from, quote, the mischief of women blowing on knots, end quote.
1: Oh dear.
0: <laughs> I'd like you to blow on my rope. Oh my god. On my I, was, I I
1: didn't make the joke. I was like it's low hanging fruit. Mm. We're better than that. <laughs> this is a serious
0: podcast. I'm afraid not.
1: <laughs> oh boo <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might be the best joke of the episode. <laughs> One of the best known among those who claimed to possess the power of weaving spells was Bet Webb, who was known as the Witch of Dartmoor.
1: There are not enough people called
0: Bet. Bet, possibly Betsy. Betsy? Yeah.
1: What's it short for?
0: Betsy.
1: Um, is it something to do with Elizabeth?
0: Beth? Bet. I don't know. I don't know. Um, write write in us, is, um, right into us, please. Write into us. Yes, answers uh, on a letter. Um, post address, uh, PA Box 314, uh, Tambridge Wells, anyway. <laughs> um, Betweb lived at Post Bridge. You can post it there. And many stories of her wondrous achievements used to be related in the district. On one occasion, the driver of a carriage, who was taking a small party to Whittacombe, incurred her displeasure by some means and the evil eye was at once turned upon him. Being the opposite of superstitious, he thought nothing of this. What's
1: the opposite of superstition?
0: Stition. No, it's not. No. (laughs) Understition. Understition. Understition.
1: (laughs) Understition. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-stitious.
0: Malstitious. (laughs) Um, uh, Do you
1: have any superstitions?
0: Do I have any superstitions?
1: I always say hello to magpies.
0: If you do. I've noticed that. Um, I... I do
1: knock on wood.
0: Yeah. If I, you know. Mm,
1: I don't think I do. I you don't... say hello to magpies too now.
0: Well, but... only because you've 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 uh, passed it on to me. <laughs> I like this tradition, <laughs> and I think why not do it. Um, I don't know.
1: I've got to the point with it now. Where if I'm walking along, like, in a crowd and I see a lone magpie, I'll say it really quietly under my breath.
0: Cause I, cause <laughs> like, <laughs> <'cause> I <laughs> don't want
1: to risk not yeah. saying it. <laughs> so I'm like, hello, Mr. Magpie.
0: <laughs> I have remembered a sleep position I had.
1: Ooh.
0: Uh, don't have any more. Had. But, yes. Yeah, so I used to have this alarm clock that would project the time on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Which is just, that's a terrible way to get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and I noticed because of the way that I was sleeping on the bed and the way that the down clock was orientated, that when you turn the numbers of 1134 around, it spells hell. And so I always, just, always used to, like, when it came to 1134, I kind of shut my eyes and what? I was like... Ah, nah, nothing bad's going to happen, nothing bad's going to happen. And then you get to 1135 and I'll be like... Ah. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. That is quite something. Yeah. Huh.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting to happen. Nothing happened.
1: I always... I have this theory that I should never say I haven't had a migraine for ages. Because inevitably, oh. as soon as I do, the like, maybe not the next day, but within the next, you know, few days or two a week, yeah. I will get a migraine. Yeah. So that's a superstition that I hold. Like, even if I think in my head, oh, I haven't had a migraine for a while, I won't ever say it.
0: Yeah. You won't say it out loud. No, apart
1: part of my fucking just did, didn't I? Yeah, it did. Although I had a migraine last week. Yeah. So it's not like, right, you know.
0: Anyway. There's a storm today.
1: I know. I did have... This is really an extremely chaotic episode, but...
0: Welcome to the tangent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that could be like the uh, Patreon-only uh, <laughs> supplementary episode. It could not be called the tangent. The tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um what was i saying i can't even remember
0: something about migraines and storms
1: yeah so i did i don't know if anyone listening gets migraines but when i get a migraine i feel it in my nose first like mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier i've been having problems with my sinuses but i feel like when i when i'm about to get a migraine my sinuses like open all the way up it's really really weird mm. and like i'm suddenly like hypersensitive to smells and like oh it's just horrible um but yeah earlier today i did start getting that and then we got had like thunder and lightning and i was like hot dang there we go once again the human barometer strikes again
0: absolutely you're like that girl on mean girls
1: (laughs) 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 my breasts can tell if it's raining
0: (laughs) (laughs) so good um okay so let's hear about what happened to this man Um, (laughs) oh
1: yeah the man
0: yeah (laughs) so um he he thought nothing of the evil eye he was given because he wasn't superstitious um uh, and he soon forgot all about it but when near runnage and not far on his road he was suddenly reminded of her words an effectual stop was put to the journey at all events for some time by one of the wheels of the carriage coming off
1: let me tell you if women had the power To fuck with a man's life with just a look, why would we ever do anything else?
0: Mm -hmm. Let's just say there'd be a lot of three-wheeled cars around.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that in itself is evidence to the contrary. That, like, witchcraft cannot be a thing. Because if this was a power that women had, we would be fucking with everyone.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why aren't you? You should be doing more of that.
1: I mean, I try. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right we're going to close out the episode with the last part of this chapter which is a story
1: okay and it
0: involves me doing a west country act oh god (laughs) and the problem is is it's spelled out this is all spelled out so i can't i can't just not do it it's literally like the way it's spelled it's written phonetically yeah oh god (laughs) It's like written in IPA, you know. What's a a schwa? Anyway. um, All right. Tom Upcott was a small farmer in Walkhampton Parish.
1: Small as in of stature? Or a small farm?
0: It doesn't specify. (laughs) Let's go stature. (laughs) And lived in a solitary house with his wife and two sons. Okay. One morning, as he was about to set out to Tavistock Market, with two young bullocks... Which he had reared. His wife came <laughs> into the yard.
1: <laughs> Again, low hanging fruit, yeah. make your own joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, she said, giving him a folded paper. I want you to get me a few things to Tara Stark, so I've asked Amos to put them down on here's here his paper, and he's done it. You wouldn't mind if, um, if I was to tell so I thought twas best em to write them out one by one. What the? Just to clarify wouldn't mind him means you wouldn't remember them um, so basically she's written down a shopping list for him because he wouldn't remember it if she just told him
1: I mean that is fair yeah
0: to be sure replied Tom that's the way suppose I can get somebody to read them. what And somebody to read them
1: oh so he can't read
0: you know I bank no scholar he can't read he's not a scholar okay yeah. <laughs> way for certain you'll be there to, s- <laughs> to Tavistock taverstock. <laughs> For certain, for certain, for certain, you will find someone to to read and tabulate. Oh, so
1: this is moments like this where I really wish this were a visual medium. Yeah, so that the the listener could appreciate the, the event, fact that he's like jutting the, his chin forward. The contortions
0: of my face, I have to do. <laughs> right, continue. anybody Anybody will read it free. What? Then anyone will read it for you. Okay. Tom put the paper in his pocket and set off with his cattle. He had not proceeded far when, at a bend in the road, his horse, startled at the approach of someone, suddenly swerved and very nearly ran into the newcomer. Tom recognised her as old Mary Mallop, (laughs) who lived nearby and who was reported to have had dealings in the black art. I love the black... Dun, dun, dun! The black art. It it just makes it sound so cool. (laughs) "'I'm mortal sorry, Mary,' he said, pulling up. "'This is a young hoss, and I couldn't help of it.' "'But the old woman, who was much frightened, grew very angry.'"
1: I think what he said was, "'This is a young horse.'" Yes. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> "'That's the way you ride about upon the roads, be it!' she cried. "'You don't care for a body like me, I suppose. <laughs> but I won't be upset for nothing.'" You'll suffer for what you've done. Now mark my words, Father Upcott. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what was that last bit?
0: <laughs> you'll mark... Sorry, you'll suffer for what you've done. Now mark my words, Father Upcott.
1: Oh, right. Hmm. So those last few syllables were completely unintelligible to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom tried to assure her of his regret for the occurrence, but the old woman would not listen to him, but Why continued on her way. Why
1: do to continue to say old woman?
0: I don't know. <laughs> because they believe, this guy believes it adds colour to the story. Okay, fine. I hope, I hope her one ill wish me. As in, I hope she doesn't wish ill to me, said Tom. Her's a spiteful old toad, so they say. Wow. But I'm vexed to think I've crossed her.
1: Just bake her a cake and take her, yeah. her some flowers and it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Arriving at Walkhampton, Tom dismounted and entered the inn. The weather was hot and he felt thirsty. Finding an acquaintance within, he sat down with him and, in the course of conversation, pulled out the paper that his wife had given him. Would he please to read Thacky to me, William? As in. Please, can you read that to me, William? He said. Mother gave it to me. Tis something for me to carry home. His friend took the paper and after looking at it for a minute or two with a puzzled air, announced his ability to decipher the writing. What? Six pen and a green Vardy. What? He reading very slowly. That's the first thing. I don't know what Vardy is. Someone tell me. He's <coughs> sure, commented Farmer Tom. Of course, us always keep some thacky in the house.
1: I literally had no idea
0: what you're saying. Uh, Of course, we always keep some of that in the house. Fine thing for striking bruises and such like, but I can mind that, what be the next thing? One half pound and half a hay. What? cried Tom.
1: (laughs) I I
0: mean, I mean Tay. As in, half a pound, a pound and a half of hay would not be a lot of hay. So Tom exclaims what? I mean Tay, he means tea. One pound and a half of tea to Mr. Garments. All right? Okay. East, east, can't do without it. There. Six pennard of gin, continued William. What's the good of six pennard? interrupted Tom. Ah, bless you, I'm wrong. Six pennard of ginger. Huh? And a quart of vinegar, two pounds of currants, and an ounce of allspice.
1: She's baking a cake.
0: Sounds, it seems like it. I can't abide that old trade, remarked Tom, but Mother says her likes to put it in a cake.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm quite pleased with
0: that. (laughs) Anything further Ace?" answered his friend, that ban all of it. My basket will be pretty heavy if there's much more, for I want to carry on a food things of my own use. There's (laughs) half a gallon of gin, for one thing, finest medicine in the world for cattle. What? Apparently gin is the finest medicine for cattle. I worry about this man's bollocks. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> bullocks, babe. Bullocks,
0: bullocks. Bullocks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Freudian <laughs> <fucking> slip. <laughs> it is good for everybody, declared William. And he went on to reading.
1: It's like they know that I quit drinking. Yeah. And they're just taunting me.
0: Six pounds of dry fish and six pounds of sugar, cut a pound of bacon powder and one pound of biscuits.
1: Definitely baking something.
0: Plain ones like that Mr. John sells best. Be sure you get the fish from Mr. Bryants the last us had from old Creely, and they wouldn't know thicker than a bit of paper. That's all, said William. But what's her put down all that fecky nonsense for? What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I reckons, <laughs> I reckons the water said to Amos when she told her what wanted me to fetch. What the fuck Tom.
1: are you saying? <laughs> do you have to do this accent?
0: And the boys put everything down where she said but tis right. <laughs> He continued, I can mind most of that and what I can, I'll ask somebody to read to me. So when he says I can mind that, he means I can remember it. So he's saying, like, I can remember, you know, I can remember most of what you said, what you've explained to me and anything else, I'll just ask them to read it back to me. So basically, it's just, this is, this just talk to a shopping list. All right. Okay. You right? Are you okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the accent is distressing me.
0: <laughs> well, you just have to put up with another two pages. Okay, fine. fine. All right. <laughs> when, Father, when Farmer Tom issued from the inn a little later, he was surprised to find that his bollocks, bullocks, 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 <laughs> which he had left in charge of a boy, were nowhere to be seen. He had not brought his dog with him; the animal having injured his leg. Where is the bullocks, boy? <laughs> he shouted to the young urchin who was playing with some companions nearby the boy looked around and for the first time became aware that the animals had disappeared <laughs> how do you lose two bullocks that's so good the lane, I reckon he answered can't be far if i up cut Tom mounted you had one job you had one job <laughs> Tom mounted his pony and set off but failed to see anything if his <laughs> bullocks bullocks <laughs> I literally cannot read that word then he returned and tried in another, in another direction, but with no better result. <laughs> At the end of the hour, he was still without them and feeling hot and angry. Then <laughs> he suddenly remembered his encounter with Mary Mallop. Uh, ah, that's of it, he said. Tis the old woman's work, I bewitch for certain.
1: Come on, you just left your bullocks in the charge of a small child, yeah. and that small child lost them. And you're going to go ahead and blame the old
0: lady. Yes, he, he reflected for a few moments. What use was it for him to go to Tavistock now? His bullocks would soon be in the pound, and he could do no business. But what about the commissions with which he was charged? It would never do to return empty-handed.
1: I mean, I would just go home. Yeah,
0: I'd just go home as well. I've got to be honest. <laughs> Accordingly, he took his way to Tavistock, vexed at his ill luck, and in no mood to join the acquaintances, he was in the habit of meeting there. He was about to enter Mr. Gormot's shop when he put his hand in his pocket for the paper his wife had given him. Oh, no. It was not there.
1: Oh,
0: dear. Dassy! He exclaimed. Just... Oh, I haven't been in, in, in and leaving the Walkhampton. I must do the best I can without him. What the fuck? He, le- he left it in Walkhampton.
1: Wolf- Just go home, bro.
0: He did. and not, Sorry, he didn't. Not he went home, but he did the best without it. Sorry, he did. He did. He did that. And having filled his basket, set out for home. One thing annoyed him particularly. A dealer, who had seen his bullocks a few days before, came to him and offered him a price for them, fully two pounds more than he had expected to get.
1: Oh, that is annoying.
0: But as it was required that they should be delivered at once in order to be sent away with others that the dealer had bought, the bargain could not be struck. Oh on arriving home he set his basket upon the table and his wife began to unpack it as usual the fuck have you brought home (laughs) (laughs) my gracious father she cried having taken out two or three of the articles whatever have we got here enough green variety to last for a hundred years Tom looked at her helplessly I'm bewitched he said oh come on (laughs) don't talk such nonsense to me you've been drinking I believe yep his old Mary Mullip's work, declared Tom. Oh, dear. ill wished me. My days, cried Mrs. Upcott, holding up a tiny parcel. And this is the tay I wanted, is it? Wait there, bad no more enough for once or twice. You good for nothing, feller, What have he been about? Look here. There's enough ginger to fill a bucket. Call out two pounds of currants, do we? Where's the old spice? I forgot it, replied Tom meekly. <laughs> forgot it? You didn't forget the gin, old Warren. No, here it is. Mind yourself, Dante. I bewitched, what I tell you.
1: sassy e. lady.
0: I I'll bewitchy, I'll tell you about it. No vinegar, no dry fish, more bacon powder than I should want if I lived seven years of Sundays. <laughs> Enough biscuits to feed the parish. What sort of price did he make of the bollocks? we <laughs> have lost him in. <laughs> replied Tom what? lost man cried Mrs. Upcott holding up her hands in amazement wait whatever do we mean we're <laughs> bewitched everything's gone wrong Is <laughs> oh, that old Mary
1: oh,
0: no. over- overlook me at that moment Amos entered the kitchen who's Amos it was mentioned earlier okay attracted by the sight of the things on the table he took up a small pack- <laughs> packet that lay among them what do we call this? <laughs> Tis sweet stuff, answered his father. Mr Gormick gave it to me. He called it a surprise packet and said there is sovereign sovereign in em sovereign, sovereign in some emun and might be in Thaki. What? I got no fucking clue. <laughs> I shall soon to see that, said Amos, opening the package. A cry of delight escaped him. It is true father. Here he be right enough, he exclaimed, holding up the coin. Oh, so there's a sovereign in them. A sovereign, a coin. Uh-huh. There was a knock at the door. It was the dealer, whom he had seen at Tavistock. I'm going on a prince's town, he said. So I thought I'd call in and tell you I've got an extension of time for delivering my little lot. If you're in the mind for selling the bullocks, I'm open to buy. Bullocks. Bullocks. I'm open to buy. <laughs> you know what I offered you this morning? hesitated. He did not know where his cattle were, but was reluctant to say so. The dealer took it that he was disinclined to sell. Now, come on, he said. Let's make a deal. I'll spring two pounds on my offer, that's good money. Say the word and here's the cash.
1: Oh my God. I can
0: have the cattle as I go back. I see they're in the common, just below were new take. What? The bargain was struck, and when the dealer had gone, Tom turned to his wife.
1: It looks like his luck turned around.
0: There, mother, he said. What's think of lackey? It's all what? right now. I've bent it. I've made 4 pounds more in the on the bullocks than I thought to this morning. And I've got 1 pound of the sweet stuff, fine pound clean off. What the f- what? So they they made 5 pounds today. Okay. So but... now us can very well put up with too much ginger and not enough tea. Drag that old merry mallet. I'll never believe in witchcraft no more.
1: I thought you didn't believe in witchcraft anyway.
0: That was the other guy. That was the previous story. <laughs> oh my god! That was it.
1: Oh my god! I'm exhausted.
0: It's quite hard to make sense of what they're saying, isn't it? Uh-huh. But hopefully my <laughs> translations helped. Um, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, what did what? Tell me your thoughts.
0: My thoughts. Well, it's just I think it's quite a nice little funny story. It reminds me of the guy in Fast in the Fast Show who's like uh you ever seen The Fast Show? No. comedy comedy sketch show for those who aren't in the know. Um where um it's like the the, the scene is like um a guy arrives back from the shops and uh, and the and the lady's like, You got what I asked for? And he's like, even better than that. We've oh, <laughs> got <laughs> and it's again it's in a West Country accent if I recall. <laughs> We've got some carrot shoes. <laughs> what? We've got <laughs> a copy of the...
1: Das Kapital. Das
0: Kapital. <laughs> you know, anyway, you get the idea. But I, I think that's a nice little funny story. It
1: is, it's very
0: cute. Yeah, it rounds off the chapter quite well,
1: it I think. It does, it does. Um,
0: but uh, doesn't do much for characterization of witches, just more of Farmer or farmer, farmer, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway...
1: Uh, I hope that everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, we will try not to take such a long break. I think what we're going to have to do is just try and record as many episodes as we can <laughs> when we are in the mood. Yes. And, you know, release them more regularly. And
0: yeah. maybe be more discerning with our stories for, for the for the format. But yeah. But that's that's an internal thing. Not yeah. for you to worry about, is No, no.
1: That's, that's on us. That's um, on us. Please do get in touch. We are on Twitter and on Instagram at Tone Raiders Pod.
0: Yes. We we are on Twitter, although I'm no longer on Twitter. Because Laura's managing the Twitter account. I went Which off
1: is Twitter. why nothing has been tweeted
0: Yes, for, <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 for months.
0: <laughs> I went off Twitter while Elon Musk dabbles in buying it. Yes. Um and if he doesn't buy it, then I'll come back. Anyway.
1: Um yeah, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Um if you would like to leave us a five star review on your podcast platform of choice. That would be super. Um, Five-star reviews are the only reviews that we are accepting at this time. Yep. If you have anything less than that, keep it to yourself.
0: Or go rate Joe Rogan.
1: <laughs> yeah, all that. Um yeah, lots of love. Um, be good.
0: And here comes the music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the end.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye!